you're still just talking. You're just sitting there yapping. Yap, yap, yap. I thought Irishmen had potatoes. It looks like you're just smuggling some tater tots. <laughs> Welcome to Chew Podcast, episode number 64. This is the unprofessional podcast about professional wrestling. I am your host, Dave Cena Sweater Rudden. I've got uh, two guests with me for this first segment. Uh, I'm Henry Delayed Table Break Gilbert. Brett the Hitman. I really I got nothing this time. Brett Salida Del Sol. Well, I was trying to think of something with the, with that spot, but I had nothing with a B to get that alliteration in there. So it's just me. Yeah, we, we just watched, uh, I'll be a little bit delayed and not together as we usually do, but we all watched TLC 2015. To find Brett. out what we did instead, oh, you'll have to listen man. to bonus time. Brett, and only there. Dave, you're ruining the magic. You could just yeah. lie and said we all watched it together well, like normal. You know, maybe our observations will be a little bit different than that fact that we watched they it. They are like, different, actually. I was a little bit drunker than I usually am watching these, and uh, I had to hear all the comment. I had to hear all the commentary, which uh, was uh, awful. I watched it this morning with a cat in my lap, Aww. with the heater blowing, and a cup of coffee. <laughs> I watched it. It, it couldn't was, have been more were different. There, were there any like scenes that just like made you jump and scared? Oh no, Tetra. No, <laughs> but I mean, there was, was there was seventy five percent less farting. Yeah. I, I had it was a ninety minute trip home for me so i watched oh, yeah. i watched almost half the thing on the way up used up a lot of my data oh damn i can't uh, believe you do that on your phone well i have 12 gigs i always end up with Jesus. too many to wow well it's the you know, let me kids tell, in africa who have like one gig let me tell you about verizon man they uh, their month-to-month plan they got a six gigs and a 12 gigs Dude, I'm, know? I'm grandfathered into verizon i got a limit. no i well i don't have that well, but speaking so, of, speaking so of whatever speaking of data the first match <laughs> featured two women i'd like to data <laughs> pre-show match that was what announced five hours ahead of time yeah uh, sasha banks versus Be- becky lynch was this viewable mm. anywhere after the fact yeah, yeah you can watch the yeah, yeah it's a different tile on like because oh. it, it'll be right next to oh. the pay-per-view so i didn't i didn't see this yeah. oh, okay eh. which sucks i, I yeah, thought it was okay. really good i thought it was yes. better than the other Divas oh matches. yes yeah. but if you if you view it after seeing or oh, even sure. just remembering their match at Takeover at a Takeover this year, it cannot compare in any yeah. way. Also, first off, the comedy was awful. Yeah, it was Tamina not good. fucked up so she many times. She skipped a number. Let's get two at least. She skipped two numbers. She they also were like it's time for us to do our big unity thing at the end. She and they have to like yell at her like Tamina, put your hand here. That's your what your uh. fucking job is. And then, also, I thought that dumb 12 Days of Christmas thing was just... I don't know if you watched it on the first... They have a first look on the network of, like, it's Ring in the New Year, it's called. It's a DVD special of Christmas things that happen. Oh, oh, okay. That's hosted by Mick and Noel. Mick Foley and Noel Foley. And in the first look, he shows all the many times they did a parody of... Um, Twelve night, days of Christmas. No, no, no. The or, night was the night before Christmas, uh, and it's just one. It reminded me now of like fucking Vince McMahon loves to parody rhymes and poems mm-hmm. and and 
kid stories. I'm like, this is killing me. Yeah. I, it's, the, it lasted so long, and it felt like it was only there to get the hometown crowd to not cheer, cheer yeah. Sasha. Which didn't work. They but, yeah, because people love Sasha Banks. Yeah. Uh, and Becky did a fine job. The other thing I hated about it, which I wouldn't have noticed if I wasn't alone listening mm-hmm. to the commentary in my earphones, was they fucked up every move call. Or not every move call, mm-hmm. but like... Oh, she put her in the bank statement. Like, no, that's not the bank it's statement. Just like a front it's, face lock, yeah, yeah, it's a front face lock where she crossed oh, Becky's yeah. arms over her face. Yeah, that's not a bank that's statement. That's not the bank statement. Yeah, especially when she was standing up. Like, okay, it's not the bank statement anymore. Mm-hmm. Even if it, even if she like stood up out of it, it's kind of like yeah. moved into something different. And same with same when Becky put her in just an arm bar that yeah. would transition into her arm breaker. Yeah, disarmor. Uh, the disarmor. That's what it's called. It transitions in the disarmor, but they're like, oh, that's the disarmor. I'm like, no, it's not. It's just an arm bar. Like, you guys only call one move and that's a person's finisher and, and their signatures that's the only moves they ever call get those right idiots god yeah. they were all awful tonight too just mm-hmm. same anytime lawler talked about women the worst <laughs> jbl all over the place and they uh, but the match but was good the match was good yeah could have been better and it hated seeing a commercial break in it mm-hmm. also the sasha i love sasha's like knees in the middle corner thing yeah and it's just such a natural move compared to as we would see later the 18 step mm-hmm. process of alberto del rio jumping on a guy yeah. from the top rope so uh, let's move on to the car itself which started out with um match of the could, night yeah. man yeah, yeah it's probably. up there that in the main event i think uh this was match but uh night. it was a ladder match triple threat tag team match the champions the new day which was in this case was biggie and kofi against the uh, lucha dragons and usos mm-hmm. and uh yeah i mean there were some great spots i think the one that like people are gonna like put on repeat yeah. for this pay-per-view is kalisto doing the selena del sol yeah backwards and uso i forget which Which one was in one case like yeah that's a great move but Mm. makes no sense that he would really just like (laughs) he would put himself in such like danger when he he could when he could have easily done something more simple it was a taint cutter like he like black like he just lands right on his taint on for that move through the thing it seems like it would like if if the move was him taking a backdrop it would have had the same effect but the but psych psychology ring psychology speaking yeah. uso would have done more damage to him but yeah. because it was his signature finisher it was more damage to the uso but it was an insane spot one of those yeah. type of like edge doing the spear off the ladder yeah. type spots it was it was great uh yeah. the one thing i like i've been watching a lot of tlcs recently on the oh. ww network and something they still haven't fixed after I guess they've been doing this pay-per-view itself for six years, but they've been doing ladder matches even longer. Mm-hmm. When the ladder breaks, they uh, always say this steel ladder just broke in half, and they haven't managed to like make the painting process work well enough. Yeah. They don't well, see the wood chips. What is explo- yeah. exposed? It, what is exposed yeah, when especially, they do it? Especially this Can't time. you like, soak it in... like? Yeah. Soak it in silver paint for like weeks, and that way it's like in there. And even when it breaks, all the wood is silver. It feels like that would be a little bit more natural. But like it's just tough. seeing like the the paint yeah. like gone in yeah. there, it's like no, it's wood. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. just have a wooden ladder. It's yeah. still impressive. Yeah, it's still yeah. you still broke something. Yeah. Like I'm still like ouch. Like, and also yeah. speaking of the commentators, so in this match they were great, at least in calling like, oh my god, they, they killed him, they broke him in half type of spots. Yeah, but then by the end of the night. When Seamus also breaks a ladder by mm-hmm. going through it, they act like they'd never seen it before. Like, oh my god, he went through that ladder. Like, 
it's not even that Man. Seamus went through a ladder a year ago or anything. <laughs> it's that you saw this two hours ago. Mm-hmm. You've seen people go through ladders. Also, yeah. just like, I don't know, I got more of a sense this time than ever before where Lawler is like trying to talk and like just kind of like I feel like just almost going on pure instinct like not mm. even cognizant of what mm. he's saying like after uh, Xavier Woods threw the trombone and hit Kalisto <laughs> in the back he's just like I can't believe and the, like the number of times tonight he just recited the, the exact facts right back mm. to you but in that in that high pitched yeah. tone mm. where it's like you're not calling the match and hey, that's trombone. I can't believe and then he got interrupted by Cole who is like uh, someone's going up the ladder to get the belt right now like like yeah. it's time for that color to stop because you need to actually yeah. be calling the match again and because it takes him so long to get this complicated idea I can't believe Xavier Woods threw that trombone hat Kalisto's mm. <laughs> back and well like, it's the same deal with like him saying like it's over it's yeah. over when somebody hits a move that doesn't fit that won't finish the match he goes it's over yeah. like yeah. though I did love Xavier Woods was great on the commentary. Mm-hmm. He, he he mentioned corrected he, him and... he called himself I'm a bard and that buffs a team. Like yeah. <laughs> uh, and he explains what a bard is. He has yeah. funny jokes to say when multiple times, which is shit you see on Botchamania, them calling Sincara Kalisto, yeah, yeah, yeah. or they almost almost called Kofi Big E, yeah. or, or the other way around. But when he called that, when he called Kalisto Sincara twice, Xavier Wood was like, "That's Kalisto! I already told you, Michael. Come on!" <laughs> I did notice when the New Day came out, uh, they were keyed as. Uh, What's the ring announcer? Oh, Lillian Garcia. Yeah, like yeah. her name came up, and then it quickly goes away. <laughs> oh, I missed that. And then the new why day would, comes up. She never even like. She's yeah. never introduced like that. I wonder yeah, why they would know. even have that. It's in my TV ready. producing days. I know, like, I've been the producer who's like, "What the fuck is that?" Like, I mean, I, I wonder if it's like alphabetically Lillian New Day. L-A-N. Maybe they're like, maybe they're close enough. Like, uh, who, who starts with M in the WWE right now? Mm. They could be that close. You, I mean, I mean, I don't know how they do it, but like in a TV show, like you just have your segments and you have the Chirons for that segment. Pulled yeah. up, and then when you're done with that segment, you 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 could flush some of them out because uh, you know what's coming next. It's like we yeah. don't need to have the new day key in here because, but I'm sure they have a much nicer setup than uh, we did. I did love their Wheaties box pose. That was great. <laughs> I shouldn't have doubted them in the in my predictions. Uh, I was like, ah, they should have. They I should have believed in the new day. I was wearing my brand new new day uh, rock yeah. shirt that that very night. I did feel yeah. a little bad. There were there were. One, the New Day won, but they had, like, the fewest cool spots or moments of the whole match. Yeah. Yeah, I so, mean, the, which the I teams guess, that they're working with are, like, the high flyers. That's true. That's and true. they're Biggie's, the bad guys. Yeah, Big E's yeah. just there, like, yank people off the Yeah, and I, and I was fine Biggie's with that. bench-pressing the, the yeah, ladder that's was true. pretty that was cool. cool. Um, but what got me, and I thought was kind of like they did this backwards, and I wonder if they meant to do this move first, and then it got kind of mm-hmm. out of order, but when... I forget when Biggie was on the on the eight on the mat mm-hmm. and the ladder was on top of him and it was near the end of the match and then he gets up there, one of the mm-hmm. Usos gets on the turnbuckle and just mm-hmm. jumps straight up in the air and lands on him. Yeah, and everybody's like, oh, <laughs> but it was a little subdued because it was after the 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 Kalisto thing. Yeah. So it's like, well, I already saw the craziest thing I'm going to see. Yeah. So you just jumping off and landing, I know is going to hurt you, and yeah. that that's a recoil moment. But it's like I would have put that first. Mm-hmm. And then the, the the big insane spot after, because yeah. then otherwise he does that, and it's like, look, wait, we're all kind of winding down. We know mm. the match is almost over. Yeah, Biggie's incapacitated. <laughs> this is unnecessary. I, I was glad Xavier also said on the commentary at the start, like some people may be wondering why I'm not participating, and it's because I want to show we can do it without the three of us, even though this is no DQ. Mm. But the, <laughs> the announcers even said, like, yeah, nobody's wondering that. I was like. 
fuck you announcers like yeah. he's explaining a story he's a rules-based mm. reason yeah. why are you why are you like who cares about the rules like it's your job to tell mm. this yeah. story that's I, part of the story i saw they announced today the new smackdown announcer oh yeah, yeah some uh, some guy some who's MMA like guy. Yeah, he's done mma he does new japan oh please god on access please, Murano, Williams yeah. or please someone who can make me care uh, yeah, him with uh, Booker T. Well, this will be the three. This will be the three months where they take SmackDown seriously, and then yeah. don't take SmackDown That's seriously after that. Speaking of not taking things seriously, the next match was Rusev against Ryback. I feel Probably like we'll the... have little to say about anything for the rest of the I, night except what... for the TLC match. Well, you know what I liked about like both this match and I watched a little bit of it during the pre-show is like how they just done a 180 with Rusev and Lana and how the they're last like six months they're didn't so matter. affectionate with each other. It's just like hilarious. That's what I couldn't get. Is like he's supposed to be the heel i guess yeah but when mm-hmm. ryback's beating him up in the beginning i'm like well wait rusev's there with his with his with his fiance fiance and they're both nice to each other yeah but they and, do heelish, heelish things and they do but it's just weird though they do heelish things though and then ryback comes out and it's like well he doesn't have anything going on yeah i don't so know I'm like i kind of yeah, want your fiance i kind of want the happy couple to win but <laughs> yeah. yeah they cheat but like this guy's huge so why wouldn't i cheat he's he's huge well yeah. this is also a classic thing in wwe too that like love is bad or like nobody mm-hmm. it always like even the macho macho man was in love but he was a crazy person and that right. was the thing and eventually would be his downfall mm-hmm. his love and same same with rusev and lana and also it just feels like a complete Everything that happened after uh, Extreme Rules with Rusev mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Like yeah. none of it. It we're back to the beginning. <clears throat> except that he's now he's now Bulgarian and she supports him as a Bulgarian, yeah. not as a Russian. But that's the only real difference. Or that Lana is just a full on heel again. Yeah. And then again, and I'm just glad they won. Like yeah. Rusev, this was Rusev. And it was a it was a Rusev style pre mania style Rusev win to like. Yeah, I beat you and the accolade, and I won the end. Like, which it, just makes it hard though, because it's like you you had time away, and then you had a limbo where you did a bunch of matches that don't matter against Dolph Ziggler, yeah. and now you're back, but you're doing the same thing. It's you and mm. Lana, you're doing the accolade. It's like, but you've already done this, and you've yeah. beaten a lot of people already. I think he's just going to be like the new Kane, who's just like, mm. oh, this guy who's kind of scary, but you can beat him if you're the main event guy. Mm. And but it was the fight he needed to win. I wanted the League of Nations to win every match this night, so they other than the, actually, yeah, I wanted them to win every yeah. match because if they're the new stable, they have to be at least a little bit dominant. Mm-hmm. If I'll get to that in the final thing, but lastly, I did get a weird. I saw this in the Uproxx thing too, mm-hmm. but I got a very weird sexual vibe when. He has Ryback in the accolade, and then he kisses Lana. I was like, <laughs> yeah. this is weird. Like, this feels like I'm watching a three-way video for just a brief <laughs> moment. Uh, so let's move on to the next match, uh, which was a chairs Wait, match. Wait, let's explore that for a minute. Yeah. I want to I get to the bottom of this. <laughs> hmm. Two Not... burly men with a cute little yeah. blonde girl, yes. Well, like, it could be something like she really gets horny when he beats up other guys for her. Okay. All right. I don't know. Anyway, let, uh, let's actually move. So on. <laughs> yeah, the next match was a uh, chairs match for the U.S. Championship. Uh, Del Rio versus Swagger. Uh, I uh, predicted that I was wrong. I thought Alberto Del Rio was going to do the cross arm breaker through a chair. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Jack Swagger who did a uh, his what Patriot lock through a chair. That was my most hated moment of the night. I tweeted it when I saw it because okay. He is pilmanizing his leg, which yeah. is the is the old school wrestling saying of you put a leg, you put a limb mm-hmm. through a chair 
and that exponentially increases the damage of a move done through that thing. That is the psychology of wrestling. It doesn't totally make sense, right? But it is the reality we have come to accept in wrestling. And this is a no DQ match where a rope break won't even stop him from doing his Patriot lock, which is just the Kurt Angle ankle lock, which is a dangerous move. And he's doing it through a chair. Then Alberto Del Rio just slides out of the ring, yeah. picks up a chair, and walks normally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just walk, even goes up the... Uh, he goes yeah. up the, the, the turnbuckle, but and he's not did, even lifting. Like, you just... Just he, did they it. state though that it, there's no like rope breaks or anything? Because yes. a chairs match is the only thing that is different from a standard match is that chairs are allowed. But if someone used like a ladder, mm-hmm. they would probably get disqualified. Yeah, which uh, I'm, I'm waiting for what that to happen yeah. in one of these matches. Like, like this nope, is chairs, nope. yeah, like, chairs only. Like, say Swagger wins the match, but he uses a ladder, and yeah. like so the next night he has to give the title back, like something like that. But Ugh. not for Jack Swagger because this right. is. I, I just looked it up. His ankle should The last time he had his a singles match on a pay-per-view, mm-hmm. exactly one year ago for TLC 2014. Wow. Against Rusev? Where he lost to Rusev. But since then, it's just been like battle uh, royals and uh, right. big tag team matches. In both those cases, too, it just felt like, oh, it's December. We don't have a guy to face yeah. this top heel dude. Well, can you face Swagger? Didn't we do that four months ago? Eh. It was on main event. Yeah. yeah. Nobody saw that. And also, I feel that the character of, of Jack Swagger has never has never had a scene where he becomes an unracist or he's like stopped. He was reintroduced to the We the People thing mm-hmm. is like, I hate Mexicans. Yeah. And then he's now facing a Mexican and is like, uh, hey, Zeb, come on, go back to me and yeah. how cool we used to be. We were We the People. Like, you were racists. Mm-hmm. You were xenophobes. Like, well, they don't have, they don't use the uh, "don't tread on me" flag anymore. That's it's a, on that's the a back of it's on Is the back it? of his outfit. Yes, what? I know. It's easy to forget Jack Swagger's very existence yeah. and notice what it is, but I, I, remember, <laughs> I don't think that I don't think that shirt's for sale anymore. I, no, I remember seeing the back of his singlet tonight, oh. and the and the "don't oh. tread on me" snake is still on it. That's still his character. Get uh, a new singlet, <laughs> man, at the yeah. very least. Well, like, they got to pay for those themselves. So. But, yeah, what's Swag- yeah. Swagger's like, oh, what, am I going to spend extra money on a pay-per-view singlet? Hey, like, I'll ever be on, be on He'll that. be on next month, probably. Yeah, Everyone he'll is. get eliminated in, like, two seconds. Yeah. The, that, ma- that match sucked. Chairs matches are the worst. They're only... Only stairs matches are worse than chairs yeah. matches. Well, sp- speaking of stairs match, uh, one of the alumni of that match was in the next <laughs> match, the eight-man tag team elimination tables match. Mm. I feel so sad for Eric Rowan. Like, this is the year anniversary of him being in that, yeah. like, stinker of a, a stairs match, which was left off of this pay-per-view yeah. for good reason. But he was, that was his, supposed to be his big arrival as a single star. He's like, yeah. I'm a single star now, man. I'm going to be, I'll be facing a multi-time world champion yeah. like the big show. Great. And I really thought they were, like, building something with him because, he, like, he changed his mask. They mm-hmm. even, like, had a segment on SmackDown yeah. about, like, cr- like, crumbling his old mask into this new, scarier one. And then he's the first eliminated. Yep. He's the only, the only person. Why it eliminated? Yeah, which just. I, yeah. I guess they told themselves. My my way of thinking was. They well, you got you got to make these like forty year old ex ECW guys look great. Like no, no, you don't. They told themselves that the audience wants to see one three D through a table. We have to do it once. Yeah, that's true. And also, Rowan fucked up his elimination because mm. he was very clearly supposed to go through his table that mm. had his name on ah. it. That's why it was there. And he gets thrown over his table 
but he still brushes it enough that like nope broke anyway yeah. no it didn't count and then they immediately have to like oh new table new table and yeah. the ref is like shoving out the old yeah. table immediately because they're still doing the 3d in the same spot yeah <sighs> there were a couple of fucks up like braun Strowman kicked through a table which yeah. should have been him like he should have been eliminated there yes because right? that's like uh they did it with big show like three or four it's years ago ma- yes it's he happened lo- many times he lost that's how he lost like i think the intercontinental championship to cody rhodes he yeah. was being an idiot and he like stepped through a table and it's like that's it you're yeah. that's it you're that done infuriated i think uh devon like he fell like when he was getting off a table it broke it's like still yeah. like yeah. i hate to be that ref in botchamania who's like the last two botchamanias where this guy's like match is over i don't care that you're doing this in crazy impressive pinning situation <laughs> i care because I, yeah like in these certain like in these situations it's common sense like you gotta yeah. Stick, yeah. stick to the rules even, the if, even if you have to improvise well, like oh he had slid off Right before it broke, it doesn't. Well, same with like when the announcer when Strowman put his leg through it, the announcer like, "Well, he didn't go through a table; he just broke it." I was like, "His leg went through it. A man's body went through a table." And (laughs) also, I saw a tweet that pointed something out. I didn't realize that you're never going to see Rhino do a gore like successfully complete a gore. Because he, that's Roman's well, finishing not, yeah, move. But not not on this. He'll yeah. like go back to NXT and use it. Yeah, yeah. Come but home. no, I mean, but what? He's on WWE television. Yeah. But everybody else got beat as they should. I like yeah. seeing Bully Ray try to light the fire. Yeah, that was good. I like <sighs> that he got that he it, didn't do it though. It's like such a cocktail. Okay, well, that's what I like because as the heels, it's like no. You don't. You, don't you, you were denied the cool spot, yeah. and yeah. it's like good. That's denying good. cool spot. On that was actually Genesis. one of my favorite things with a Big Show and Roman uh, in a match this year, where mm. like Big Roman yeah. sets up a couple table for the tables match. Yeah. He, he sets up a couple, and then Big Show just breaks it. Like no, no table. Yeah, no, it was last man standing. Yeah, that's what it was. Just <laughs> like no fun. Yeah, I'm no, here. They, to, I'm here to have a regular match. Though, if you remember the last time there was a lit table, mm-hmm. it didn't. It was just ruined by all the fire extinguishers. Yeah, like, was that Kane and Brian? Kane and Daniel Bryan in ah. Extreme Rules 2014. He puts Kane through the fiery table, and Kane's fine, but the 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 fire extinguishers are already out. They're like, yeah. I was like, you're ruining this moment. Yeah. Like, this is a really cool moment, and you're just ruining it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this was botchy, but yes. I, I did like, you know, Har- Harper. Like, Braun Strowman punching yeah. the, the garbage can. That was trash. Yeah. That was bad know, there were some good moments. I think Harper looked really good, which is, like, that's the yeah. first time that's happened in forever. Yeah. The Wyatt's, like, winning convincingly, even though they could have been a little bit more convincing. I don't. Yeah. I still don't know why Eric, Eric Rowan had to get eliminated. But sucks. Uh, I don't know, like... After like three consecutive months of them looking like chumps, mm-hmm. like it's good for them to finally get one. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, who knows? This is probably just leading up to Bray well, Wyatt losing in some fashion at well, WrestleMania. Well, then but... you think back to Rumble this year, and it was like not only is he the one who eliminated Daniel Bryan, yeah. and probably my favorite moment of the year. <laughs> uh, wa- <laughs> my reaction, yes, watching it live. Uh, but it was um, he eliminated. There was like a period where he was the only one in the ring because he kept eliminating yeah. whoever came in, mm-hmm. and it's like. He came in strong and he went out strong, and then in between was, yeah, pretty much. Oh yeah. So the next match was probably the the biggest surprise in terms of results for the night. Uh, Kevin Owens against Dean Ambrose yeah, in a yeah, wow. no tables, no ladders, no chairs match for <laughs> and like this is the match where I I've kind of forgot a couple times. I'm like, oh man, I can't wait for them to start like doing shit off of off of ladders and through tables and like, yeah. oh wait, this is the normal match. <laughs> I did like the ending. I liked mm-hmm. that. Like I can't remember the last time I've seen like a title match in like that and it kind of yeah. like it kind of signified that it was like a 50 50 match and like they were both 
it was working it should, pretty hard. It should be a close. It should be a close match, and also that he never kicked out of the pop up power bomb. I did like that. Yeah. Like that, it didn't kill his move. Mm-hmm. Well, and I also did love the moment of uh, Kevin grabbing uh, the ropes. Yeah. Just with he was sort of out of place, but he yeah. made it better. Like by yeah. just putting two fingers on the ropes. Yeah, like really, it was like I think he probably would have got the three count before. He touched the ropes, mm-hmm. but the way he touched the ropes was yeah, great. Yeah. It was like literally two fingers, yeah. and yeah. then he kept it for like he another it. fifteen yeah. seconds more. Yeah, that I don't was even know great. if that's like. So is it? I guess yeah. Once you're under the ropes, that's it. The yeah. count's broken. I like. Mm-hmm. I usually just associate like, oh, they got to grab the ropes. Like that's so, that'll break. Like, it, not the I, touching. I liked that bit of like just two fingers. Like yeah. that was funny, but that also put front front and center in my mind is how many times rope breaks break up. Mm-hmm. A really good spot, or what yeah. could be a decent ending. Yeah, it seems like a. I mean, I don't, I don't watch a whole lot of other wrestling, but yeah. it seems like WWE does this a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Even in this own pay per view, yeah, it's like the number of oh rope break. It's like, come on, like mm-hmm. it was it was a well, destructive, it was rope. A, a destructive finisher yeah. that would have totally been fine to end the match, and it's like no. Like, I, there's like three of them in this show. I learned all about rope breaks from video games. Yeah. That's how I learned. And by the way, I forgot to mention this during the, uh, the other great thing Xavier Woods did was they were they were commentating and saying, "Oh, your tag teammates are just laying on the ground. They should be doing stuff." And then he says, "Well, if you guys have played the awesome video game 2K <laughs> WWE 2K16, you know you have to build back up your stamina for these yeah. moves. You can't just keep going all the time." <laughs> and then Michael Cole goes. Uh, t- Yes, it's an awesome video game, but we have to because like, he knows he it's a can't. wonderful restaurant. In his mind, he was like, "I want to just make fun of him and tell him to shut up, but I can't talk shit mm-hmm. about our sponsored video game." Yeah. And so, yeah, it was, even though he's the heel announcer. Oh, speaking. Okay, so this was something with Kevin Owens that I've been on the watch for ever since he joined WWE because if there is one thing uh, Vince McMahon can't resist, it is being a bully to people who look even slightly different. And so I was like, when will the fat jokes start coming in for Kevin Owens? Mm-hmm. They've, they've had a few, but when he, when he came to the ring, it felt like such a non-Kevin Owens thing mm-hmm. for him to say. And he says, like, and he threw popcorn and soda mm-hmm. in my face, but I don't care. I have popcorn and soda every day. <laughs> like, I don't know. That was such it, a weird... How do you know felt, that's not his actual day? I feel like that was him. <laughs> Like just yeah. like like downplaying like ooh what like what a lame spot like yeah mm-hmm. it could be that too like, you think that's cool like I literally eat that every day mm-hmm. yeah. like I hope I feel bad seeing Owens lose and I hope I'm worried I'm worried where he goes from here and that he's on his way to being going from the guy who debuted defeating John Cena to no, another dude who yeah. loses half the time like I just. I don't want that for Kevin. He's too special. Yeah. And him losing, at least he lost to Dean Ambrose. And the other feeling, I love that match, That, but it was also another feeling of, just so people don't think Dean Ambrose should have the world championship, let's give him another belt yeah. so they won't think of him in the world championship scene mm-hmm. with Roman Reigns because they shouldn't because it's all about Roman right now. Yeah. Again, I got to say, like I really liked the ending. It reminded me of title changes like, like WrestleMania 3 oh, yeah. or uh, yeah, when Brett beat Diesel in Survivor Series in 1995. Like, just those like kind of... It was like it wasn't like that Dean was like that much better in the match than mm-hmm. Kevin Owens. It was like that he had this one lucky thing at the very end, and you know, like so many matches just end in the very like traditional mm-hmm. finisher pin. But like, it's nice to have little surprises here yeah, and there. I agree. Uh, so the penultimate match of the night was Charlotte with her dad Ric Flair Ooh. against Paige, and this was when I was like 
this was like sleepy time for me. I kind of fell asleep just about at the end of this and then watched the main event when I woke up. So I kind of don't remember all that much except for Ric Flair pulling Paige and Charlotte into the ropes at the end of the match. I don't really remember really that. really badly. Like, was like Arn Anderson would have done this better 20 years it ago. It was like halfway through. Yeah. The, the finisher was like he had started undoing a bolt. Uh, okay, yeah, I remember uh, that now. Of the turnbuckle, and then the ref catches him, and he's like, oh, I'm not doing anything. And then yeah. and since it's halfway there, later Charlotte finishes it, and then mm-hmm. Sasha or Paige yeah. takes a dive at her and, of course, misses, hits her head once on the pin, despite having her head smashed on the ground repeatedly throughout the match. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I love the old psychology of it. Exposed turnbuckle is the most dangerous sure. weapon in an entire yeah. ring. That's fine. It'll get a three count on just about anybody. But this was just turnbuckle. such a weird, like, we are 100% making her Ric Flair's daughter. Whereas, like, in the, I had a lot of problems. With I mean, I think like the whole the fact that they've been flip flopping who's right. on whose face, which too. was a problem way before the Divas Revolution happened. Like, some they, say Paige started the eh, Divas Revolution, eh. but it was just so he fucking said that in this match. Yeah, but yeah, like that was a big problem before, where it's like it's not a problem with the with the male half of the roster where people have changing loyalties, except for the Big Show. Like everyone else, you can kind of like, oh, I know who I, this guy's a face and this guy's a heel. With with the women, it's like it was a problem before. Like Natalia would be on one tag team one week and then the other side the next week because yeah. now she's teaming with her total diva, diva teammates. And it's like give these people personalities and stick to it. One of the worst was in recent memory was when in like a main event feud, Brie Bella had to like lost to Nikki Bella yeah. and had to be her slave, and then. A month in, they're like, no, nah, I guess we're yeah. just sisters again and we're friends. Because she's Wait, my what? butler. She was <laughs> my <laughs> butler, yeah. <laughs> so the in the in ring stuff is better than mm. divas have been in a long time, yeah. but the story is still garbage. Like yeah. four weeks ago, I looked this up. Four weeks ago on Raw, Paige yeah. mocked her dead brother, mocked her real life yeah. dead brother, and then in this match. Paige is the underdog. Like she's that's that's yeah. awful writing. I think like another thing that bothered me. I like I liked that the ending used an exposed turnbuckle, which is like mm. yeah, like the the women are having matches that are a lot of times better than the men. Mm-hmm. Instead so, of a drop kick ending a match, yeah, like something a little bit harder. Yeah. I just like I think this was a missed opportunity that you have TLC. Why not have like the first ever on a WWE pay per view first ever women's ladder match? Yeah, they're too afraid of women. Like the I've I've heard before something that Ke- that Kevin Dunn and Vince yeah. McMahon never want to see is a woman bleeding on TV. Like yeah. they don't don't make a period joke from that either. That's <laughs> like uh, let's no, put a period on this match. No, I the the other thing I wanted to complain about yeah. another complaint. <laughs> okay, Charlotte is Ric Flair's daughter. This mm-hmm. is true, but. She does not wrestle like Ric Flair, and she has no similar... I think I think Ric Flair is one of the greatest of all time. But one thing he isn't, and never was, was a physically dominating force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Charlotte is, like, taller than Ric Flair, has more muscles than Ric Flair did at his peak. She doesn't wrestle like Ric Flair and doesn't need to. Like, yeah. she's... If she's anybody, she's Brock Lesnar. Yeah. But like, she's, all of her NXT stuff was, like, genetically superior... Yeah. Throwing people all over mm-hmm. the place, like big, like big power spots, not yeah. like, which was great to have. Like, wow, there's a woman wrestler who does that kind of thing mm-hmm. instead of like, yeah, Matt, Matt wrestling. She's mm-hmm. just like big, big strong moves. Like yeah. you don't see that. So she then for her too. to come out here and do all the doing the woos and then the the struts and, and the like, knee drop with the yeah. exposed knee, I was like, you don't need this. You're you're twice the size of Paige and can f- throw her around the ring. You should be doing crazy shit. You're yeah. Brock Lesnar, but I. 
feel like that's just the writers on of Raw saying, eh, mm. let's just go with simple people. No, she's Flair's daughter. Let's have her wrestle like Flair, mm. and it's a bad influence. And like that she, and also just again, a, a diva becomes mm. a villain, and she could be a good guy in a month. And yeah. Becky could turn on her too. And who's what's this even mean for Sasha? Like Sasha should be the bad guy mm-hmm. against Charlotte going into Mania. Like they should be building to Mania mm-hmm. now. It just I, ugh, part of me doesn't make sense. Part of me wonders if because I did overall leave this mm-hmm. pay per view much more pleased than I yeah, went in. Same. Yeah. So I wonder because some of these things were like uh, everything up to this point through reset, reset button. Yeah. Everything in the past month with Charlotte and Page reset button. I wonder if this, I, this is I'm, kind of I'm a hope, reset. Like, yeah, I'm I think, hoping they're just like all that weird shit that's not been gelling with people. Yeah. It's over. Mm-hmm. Roman is not. We're not. We're gonna try to drop the yeah. the, the the goofy bits, and he's just gonna be the lone wolf ass kicker. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what Royal Rumble is all about. It's like yeah. the world, mm-hmm. we're finally we're setting this storyline sure. in place for WrestleMania. We don't know what they're gonna be yet, so they well, you know you never know. Uh, well, I will say in early January when Cena and Brock Lesnar show up again, that yeah. actually will reset everything, yeah. and nothing that happened in December will matter that's at all. Also, probably. Well, let's move on to the final match of the night: uh, uh, Sheamus against Roman Reigns in a TLC match. Real uh, good match. Yeah, Had I mean, a great I, Daniel Bryan chant in the middle of it. Yeah, it, it, they you know, were that, getting shit on too much by the chanting. The chanting there was they also were a, for Cena at one point. There which was is a, like, <laughs> I know it's you're in Massachusetts, but still, like I've heard Massachusetts boo Cena. Yeah. By the way. So it was a mix of we want Cena, Cena sucks. Yeah. We want and and a Daniel Bryan. I swear there was a CM Punk as well. There was. Yeah. And yeah, it was. It didn't deserve that because they were trying their yeah. damnedest. Sheamus was tearing these, himself apart. Yeah, these in guys. That match. These guys like they have their best matches when they're put up against someone else who can just take a lot of damage. Yeah. Like uh, Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar is great. Like even some of like Sheamus's matches against The Big Show were good. Mm-hmm. Like it's just guys like running into each other as hard yeah. as they can for twenty minutes, yeah. and that's what this match was. Sheamus and Cesaro last year was one of oh, my yeah. favorite underrated matches ever. They just like slammed into each other for 15 minutes straight just like wham yeah. wham yeah this was this like it, and I definitely get the apathy when it starts of like oh boy even like 5 to 7 minutes in it's like oh this has promise like yeah. why I don't get why the chance would go yeah like, like why they'd get that out of hand so fast I mean granted well, they did rein it in no pun it's more, it's more the reaction to the build up to this yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's the yeah, but the move I really loved, it was such a well-planned spot of the Superman run-up, yep. Superman punch-off, and Sheamus perfectly fell into a table from there. It was it was a perfect fall uh, into a table. Sheamus, yeah. I thought, did a great job. Yeah. And I actually did like the storytelling, the look on Sheamus's face of at the very end when he sees Roman is still starting to climb the ladder when mm. he gets the belt. He's like, whoa, whoa, mm. uh, uh Cole Blimey, mate. No, that's not <laughs> Irish people talking. Sorry. It was a good match. It was a real good match. And yeah. I don't know if you saw Seamus tweeted this image. The picture of his back. It's just oh, yeah. torn up back. Yeah, oh, my God. He, see, he's the one who should be wearing a chest protector during yeah. the match and not ripping himself That was apart. one of the spots where I'm like, why is he doing... Like, the one yeah, spot where he did... Clubbing arms doesn't two, work on a dude. When you've got a vest on. Yeah. No, can't you... T- is there not, like, an easy release latch on that you could just, like, take off... Well, it wasn't the, in the writing that he'd take his yeah. shirt off, so he couldn't. No, that, yeah. was, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, and though I did also hate the behind-the-scenes Roman Reigns scene where he's like, I break every bone in my hand just to break his jaw. And I was like, all right, we get That's it. better than cool. tater tots. Anything is better yeah. than tater tots. Tater tots is the, yeah. That match was really good. It was really yeah. good. But I, now I will complain. 
one, we all knew the League of Nations was coming out. Yeah. Why wasn't Wade Barrett there? Why was yeah. it the two guys who were on the pay-per-view and not Wade Barrett? Wade the Barrett other... wasn't the pre-show, which is like, did they just like, don't worry, we got this. Yeah. He's the other member of the League of Nations. If you want to establish the yeah. League of Nations as a group, you have all of them there. Though it also didn't even hit me until I read a joke from WWE Creative on Twitter, the joke account, mm-hmm. that they said uh, Wade Barrett is still in Boston waiting to be called in for, for the interference. <laughs> but it even hit me like, oh yeah, Wade Barrett was supposed to be there. He's it the was, fourth member. I it, totally forgot. It, like, there's this scene at the beginning where they're all standing at this table. Sheamus is standing there and the, the, the world belt is right in front of him on the table. Alberto Del Rio is standing next to him and his uh, U.S. title is in front of him on the table. And then Wade Barrett is standing on the side, and his crown is in front of him on the table. I'm like, that's cute that that, yeah. that you put that on the same level as the other two, but it's obviously not because it's done nothing for him. You're the, the entire biggest loser year. in the world. Yeah, whatever. I you, Roman looks strong, et cetera, et cetera. So of course there'll be interference. Yes, but why wasn't Dean Ambrose like? Yeah. They, they they should have done something. You like, went out to party, man. Kevin Owens like, should have like pop up power bombed them after the match, and then boom, there's a re- like there's a reason the Usos aren't coming out. They got they were in a ladder match, and they're sure. like they're beat up. But mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose was celebrating in the crowd after he won, and it's like yeah. you think he would come like or just especially, have a backstage segment where where Roman says like, "Don't worry, buddy, I'm fine tonight. Yeah. You go party." Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, especially when they had a behind-the-scenes segment that set up the, yeah. this show that yeah. they were. But uh, yeah. and then the other complaint I had is that Sheamus is the world champion mm. and he wins, and in the end, in classic Triple H writing form, yeah. he is an accessory to Triple H. The real villain of that at the end of the show was Triple H, yeah. and Triple H being beaten up. Like the the champion is quivering in a corner. As as Triple H checks yeah. on him, and it's about Roman beating up Triple H. And I get it. I, I thought that was really good, though. All of that, like that post match, like being snapping. It was a stuff, good beatdown. It, it's like what it's Roman better than be. Tater Tots. Yeah, yes. it's better than him being like the snarky guy and and like you were saying before. But like yeah. this is the reset button where it's like no, he is a badass. And yeah. like I think people were bringing up how like when Diesel lost. Survivor Series and he became heel for like the last few months of his WWF yeah. run. He was like, I'm sick of being like the happy guy who does all of the, the promos and stuff. smiling. Yeah. Like, he, he said that. And yeah. He, this was like before NWO and before yeah. any of like the Attitude Era stuff. It was really, I remember at the time thinking that was like the most amazing uh-huh. interview and the mm-hmm. most amazing heel turn and I'm like, this is not a heel turn but like the crowd was finally getting on his side for yeah. once, not yeah. it's not a fifty fifty thing. Like almost entirely, people cheering for him, and I thought it was a good ending. It like it, it was also like nobody had touched Triple yeah. H since in like a year or something. Yeah. He hadn't had a match since the Sting stuff. Yeah, and like every time for the last, I mean, basically since WrestleMania twenty nine, every match that Triple H has been in has been a good one. So yeah. I hate so I I it feels like a setup to say. Triple H will come out and say, like, for your blah, 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 I either fire you or mm. you'll never get a title shot again yeah. unless you win the Royal Rumble. And then mm. da, 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 da. Yeah. That, that's my prediction. Either we're just going to get a repeat of Roman winning the Royal yeah. Rumble, which I can't see that not getting booed. In Orlando, maybe not. Yeah. Second, he'll worm his way into a rematch, and it'll be the classic Royal Rumble mm-hmm. defeat. Like, Royal Rumble... The Rock wins, or whoever yeah. wins the title, to have the guy who should be in the main event because Sheamus 
Sheamus is not main eventing the biggest uh, w- WrestleMania ever. That will not happen. Yeah, yeah. I figure. I also wonder if I want just... to see Brock win the Rumble. Honestly, yeah, like he... I, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Did he ever win one back in the day? Yeah, he won yep, once the 2003 Rumble. That's yeah. at, uh, he his final elimination was Undertaker, Undertaker yeah. when, wow. when he was big evil. I do think either for Rumble or maybe Mania, them setting up they may be setting up a Triple H reigns. Yeah, yeah. Because Triple H needs the, much the, like Taker, he needs someone to fight. And yeah, it's like, and like yeah. the roster is that depleted that like yeah. the Reigns but the Triple H match. Nah, no, they need the coronation of Reigns as world champion. And who's they the could champ? make it a triple threat? Who's the match? champ? Yeah. That I like, don't know. This is like we'll talk about this probably. We'll have one more episode before the end of the year, so mm-hmm. we can talk more about you know January stuff in the next week or so. But that'll do it for this segment of Cheap Popcast. A little bit of a breach in etiquette. Uh, I usually do the uh, winner of the previous month's predictions contest at the end of the episode. This time I'm doing it for the break. And in the case of last month's pay-per-view Survivor Series, uh, among us, Brett, you and Carolyn tied for uh, the highest score. I think you both went uh, five for six. Hank, you and I went four for six. All right. I think, Hank, you probably forgot to put the actual result in one of those. So. Uh, told a great story though. Yeah, he told it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but the there was one person who predicted a, a fully perfect card, and it was Sensational. So so playing over the break is Roland in Princey's air raid vehicle by Limp Biscuit, uh, which was the Undertaker's biker takers yes, theme. So enjoy sure that and the break. And uh, when we come back, there'll be a celebration of wrestling on Nintendo sixty four. Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling will return after these messages. Dead man walking. Oh boy, welcome to the break for Cheap Popcast episode number 64, the penultimate Cheap Popcast of 2015. I'm so happy and glad that so many of you have been listening to Cheap Popcast this year and have supported us just by listening, rating on iTunes, subscribing doing so for all of the laser time shows with the patreon we've been able to put out even more content and that's been great if you subscribe to the patreon you know all the great stuff that you can get for for just five dollars a month you get a a weekly bonus show bonus time where uh, brett chris hank and i discuss the goings on in our lives every week and talk about our favorite comments and also for five bucks you get access to the monday night movie where we do live commentary every monday night you can uh, join in on uh YouTube and chat with us while we talk about some of our favorite movies of all time, but we also provide an MP3 if you happen to miss it. But at the $10 level, you get some pretty cool wrestling stuff. Every other week, there is a pro wrestling commentary. I take a match that's uh, it's usually one that's available widely on the WWE Network. Uh, all you have to do is just sync our audio with the match, and you, can, and you can hear us talking about some of our favorite all-time matches. And on opposite weeks... There's superhero TV show commentaries, usually stuff that syncs up pretty easily with Hulu and the like. But if you don't want to give us money directly, there are plenty of other ways to support us. Uh, there's Amazon links all over the site, a weekly Amazon releases article where Hank rounds up the best games and DVDs and pre-orders available. Uh, just clicking on anything in that article doesn't have to be the specific products Hank chooses. Uh, but clicking on those and buying something at Amazon during that transaction puts a little bit of money our way, and we really appreciate it. And, of course, subscribing. Subscribing to Laser Time on YouTube, Laser Time on Twitch, 
and all of the assorted Laser Time podcasts. There's Laser Time itself. We've got an episode dedicated to the darkest parts of the best Christmas movies. Things you didn't think about when watching all these shows and movies as a kid. There's a Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast. Uh, I was on recently talking about the uh, penultimate Walking Dead to 150, uh, the last Walking Dead of the year. It was a pretty eventful one, so I talk about that and, of course, stays homework. Weekly assignment to catch up to the comic savants of Brett, Hank, and Chris. There's Video Game Apocalypse. Uh, we're going to be coming up on the end of the year Game of the Year awards, and uh, I managed to convince Michael to put some uh, weird things in there, so hopefully uh, you'll hear me talking about those soon. VG Empire. Tommy Tellerico was on a recent episode. It's a great interview and featuring some of his best music. And, of course, there's Stalking Simpsons, which is getting right into the heart of some of the best early moments of The Simpsons in Season 2. There was Itchy and Scratchy versus Marge and uh, the Thanksgiving episode recently. All good stuff. Well, that'll do it for this break for the Cheap Podcast. Thanks for listening again. Stay tuned for some great Nintendo 64 audio goodness. And now back to Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Smackdown Mall. Welcome back to Cheap Podcast episode number 64. We got, uh, I'm Dave Rudden. Henry, I'm back. Chris Verantista. Uh, WrestleMania 2000. Hey, I didn't know we could <laughs> make up names. Well, yeah, this is the second segment, so it's breaking a little bit with tradition. But but since it's episode 64, I wanted to celebrate the Nintendo 64 generation and its uh, various wrestling games. People still hold up the, the THQ Aki yeah. yeah, games as... Like the gold standard of wrestling. There's an entire episode of Retronauts where you and I, Henry, go on and on about all those and games. On and on and on. We had to share a mic. Well, but, it's, yeah. it's still kind of bizarre to me that we live in a one wrestling game per year yeah. scenario because by the time I was out getting jobs and buying games, it seemed there was a wrestling game out every month. Yeah. Well, uh, blame the NFL. That's what I say. Well, I just. The, well, it's the WWE became the NFL of, of, of that, wrestling, that and then they, they're the only game in town when it comes to wrestling. And just like how nobody makes, anybody can make a football video yeah. game, but mm-hmm. if you can't make it without the name, you won't have the sales. Yeah, but there is that, but there's the also price. like, I remember, again, I remember having a PlayStation copy of Raw is War, mm-hmm. uh, because that could allow you to put in bootleg discs once you get to the, ah. once you get to like the roster screen, mm-hmm. you take <laughs> the disc out and you have a... Uh, you have bypass piracy production ah. on your PlayStation. But no, the, the PlayStation, my friends were playing SmackDown on PlayStation. I was like, you guys are jokers and losers. Yeah. There's, you a don't smack, know what the there's, best. there's a SmackDown game. I own over there WWF in your in your, in, in your in house. house. Yeah. WCW Thunder and we streamed once WCW Backstage Assault. Back, backstage yeah. Assault. All matches that take place out of the ring. Yeah. Which wasn't as bad as it should have been. Uh, that, it would seem bad if someone did that now. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that would be a DLC pack, I don't know. But as far as I know, like the just about every wrestling game on the N64 is Good to great, like some of the acclaim, the early acclaim stuff, not so great, but it's War still it, not great. Yeah, but it's better. It's leagues better than like Nitro and Thunder, which we played mm-hmm. on the stream way Absolutely, back when. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Um, is so, that because weirdly, like this is we were we were talking earlier about 
when Nintendo was a dominant force in third-party publishing, they mm-hmm. did make it a point to not only lock down exclusive Star Wars games, but exclusive yeah. wrestling games. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the other big factor was that while you had to get an adapter to play more than two players on a PS1, it's true. Yeah. You immediately had four players on an N64, which it was called you, the Fun Machine. You need a, a tag team match needs four players to be a real tag team match, yeah. or or any of these elimination matches like yeah. Royal Rumble or World War Three in WCW games. You need that stuff. You can't do it with you can't yeah. do it with a two player system. So uh, I thought today I would do a kind of a showdown to celebrate the Nintendo 64. Actually, two showdowns. Well, let's settle once and for all which is the better Aki wrestling game mm-hmm. commercial. Oh, uh, damn it. So let's start with WCW versus NWO World Tour. Hmm. This is the first it's one. WCW versus NWO World Tour. GamePro calls it one of the fall's hottest titles. Game Informer says it's the end-all, be-all of wrestling. Featuring over 20 of WCW's and NWO's top wrestlers. That's that hold-up, Game Informer. player battle royal mode. And up to 40 moves per wrestler, including signature moves and foreign objects, all on Nintendo 64. Call now. 1-800-WCW-8661. Or send 69... All right, so who's going to call that number? $69. I got it. Uh, <laughs> 1-800-WCW-8661. I'm nah, after the Empire Strikes Back fiasco. Uh, Explain what that was. Uh, yeah, if you didn't watch our Monday Night Movies, what, Dave? eight six six one. Go ahead, Elsa. I dialed uh, the, the end of Empire Strikes Back, which we watched with our patrons live mm-hmm. on YouTube, uh, Patreon.com/slash time. The end of Empire Strikes Back had a hotline like THX Go mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Called it, and it's a sex line. Ah. It's now a sex line. It's now the a only sex people line. who call for. Oh, oh, here we go. Radio station. Hello, and please listen carefully as our menu options may have changed. Uh-huh. Calls are recorded for quality assurance. Good. We're very excited to tell you about a special promotion for select callers. You're not even... will only take a moment. What are you? A few questions. We will find out if this offer is right for you. Are you or is someone in your household 50 years of age or older? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Yes. yes. Just like the WC yes, Ross. Say yes. Say yes. Congratulations. Huh? You qualified for a free medical alert system. Good job, job, Grandma. (laughs) The only people who would call and order things on a phone are either perverts or the elderly. Oh, my God. I saw that, Nathan, for you about the travel agency. (laughs) The few holdouts of the information agency are the only ones using travel agency. Why not sell funeral stuff through it? (laughs) Smart selling. All right, Uh, so let's... $69.99, man. Yeah. Well, it's in 64 games. Uh Uh, The crazy thing, though, it's in 64 games with the uh, prices of that era, though, which is like... Bad. And mm-hmm. if you're order, ordering while over the phone, you deserve to pay sixty nine ninety five. Mm-hmm. Come on, exactly. go to Babbage's, <laughs> where it'll be seventy nine ninety five. Yeah. All right, so let's pit that against WWF No Mercy. Hmm. The Dudley Boys show no mercy in the ring. So when THQ asked us to be the No Mercy spokesman, yeah. we naturally agreed. <laughs> Wage war in all new backstage areas. Perform vicious double team moves that show No Mercy in the high flying ladder match. WWF No Mercy for Nintendo 64. It doesn't get any better than this. Rated T. Now what was what was the No Mercy brand? That was a pay per view. Yeah. Okay. So they they would have games based on their pay per views. That yeah. seems kind of nuts. Well, Wait, the other didn't one... that skip like three games? Well, well it, previous no, years was that's, WrestleMania that's, that's 2000. The, that's like the best WCW game versus the best WWE. Revenge game. wasn't the best. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Look, but anyway, didn't have a good commercial. That's this okay. is a, commer- this all right, all right, a commercial right. showdown. That No okay, Mercy commercial right. is better to me because they actually 
hired talent. Yeah, yeah. I they agree. had talent in there. Still was, working talent. It was much faster too. And yeah. a, it, it, they are correct that in the No Mercy video game, there were new double T moves, partially invented for to do the three D yeah. in but, the game. By the way, in the commercial, the only double T move they show is the three D three mm. times. So I'm like, yeah. how many did you really make? Well, <laughs> they also had the backdrop variation of the three D mm-hmm. as in there, and there was also the power bomb, and there was. Uh, I think there was a double neck breaker. There, there were there were multiple double team moves in the game. Were, not a ton. Were the Steiner ton. brothers ever? They were in the WCW games, they, right? But by no mercy, WCW was gone, wasn't it? Uh, no, no, really, very well, close yeah. to being dead. Uh, yeah. Very close, but not dead yet. <laughs> Uh, but meanwhile, the Steiner brothers, like, they weren't even the Steiner. Even when World Tour came out, they weren't. Actually, they might have been the mm-hmm. Steiner brothers when the World Tour came yeah. out. Because when I was watching 98, I think they still were maybe a, a little. I can't remember. No, it was it was pretty much Big Papa Pump by that point. Yeah. That was the the opening match in this uh, big. Uh, the, there's a bigger match to follow. Okay. This is a this is kind of a tournament. It, it's sort of structured after the uh, beginning of last or the beginning of this year. I put all of the terrible. Theme songs for every WWE pay per view against each other, and we rang and we found out which was the worst. Right. Oh man, this, that was pretty good. This time, I'm going to take the 13 MIDI theme songs from <laughs> WWF Warzone and pit them against each other. And actually, I have that commercial. I'll, I'll play a quick uh, clip of it. You want to survive WWF Warzone? Stay away from me. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Acclaim Sports. I just. Trademark. All right, preserve. If you want to claim sports to be on the soundboard all the time. A claim sports. If that was ninety-seven, Stone Cold's just on his way up. Like yeah. he's not. He's not number one yet. And yeah. that was the thing when I played Warzone. I played it a little after it had come out. Yeah. When Kane, Undertaker, Mankind, mm-hmm. and Stone Cold are the most important people, then you're playing the game like Savio Vegas. He's like, yeah. stop with the Savio Vega. I yeah. hate Savio. Uh, what year was Warzone? Was it ninety seven? It was the end of ninety seven, I think, yeah. or the beginning of nineteen ninety eight. Because I mean, it, because Bret Hart was in it, okay. and this was like right before or after okay. I got screwed. Because I feel like when Attitude came out, like that's right when I started at, at yeah. Toys R Us. So I remember like that was flying. Like I was mm. like every day handing out a copy of Attitude. All right, so the way that this is going to work is there's 13, so I'm going to do two groups of four, one group of five. You pick the the, the song that sounds the worst out of the batch, like which okay, sounds right. the least like the real world version. Right. And uh, in, in, in any case, if you want to hear the actual version, just let me know. I have that. I also have those files, but just in the you know interest of saving time, I'm going to play the N64 ones unless you want me to play the other one. Do you have so, an Amiga version of any of them? No. no. Uh, Warzone was June 1998. But keep in mind, at this very same time, there's a PlayStation version where the entire songs were... were not the, uh, Maybe not the entire songs, but they were like, off the CD. They were, they were like almost CD quality mm-hmm. on the PlayStation. But this is what you had to deal with with the Nintendo 64, and we're starting, this is basically alphabetical order, with Ahmed Johnson. I like it. Fine. It, it sounds like a dialogue scene in Final Fight. This Ooh. is the mayor's daughter was kidnapped. <laughs> this is uh, straight up Doom. Well, <laughs> so Ahmed Johnson, his theme never had vocals, right? No. All right, so they can't screw that. Well, what instrument is this supposed to be? It's not just like MIDI, like you go to a Geo GeoCity site and this auto plays. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that's just pair of drums, hi hat, or whatever. Yeah, that one, the one that's it was. Is this a guitar? It's a guitar, yeah. Yeah, it's basically just. A yeah, but it's not... making like severe oink noises. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's move on to a song that you probably all. I'm, I'm, co- I'm totally fine with that one. Uh, this is a uh, you the hitman heart. Mm. Oh. oh man, this will be good. 
this is awesome. This actually doesn't sound all that different from like a yeah. SNES. Version. I feel like this yeah. sounds worse than the SNES one though. Their choice for the main instrument. Well, the other weird thing in this sound is. Uh, hmm. I'd say the other weird thing with this sound is that it's um, it missed the beginning. It missed the. I think the Super NES one's better. Yeah. Strange. Even if, by '97, he still had the <laughs> then the bread entrance, right? Yeah, I think he did have that yeah. around that he time. He still owes me a pair of glasses. Yeah. <laughs> so let's move on to the I next. I want word to get back to him somehow. Up next on the roster is the British Bulldog. So, you mm. know, Rule Britannia. Yeah. That was the version of it. Bad. F. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> this does sound like Super NES music. Yeah, though. like yeah. you're finally rolling up to the first castle in uh, Final Fantasy. Or something. <laughs> the Queen uh, would not appreciate this. I don't. Think. It sounds like a B or C level Super NES RPG. Yeah. Now, yeah. But- Happy birthday to you, British Bulldog. <laughs> He's dead, so he no longer has a birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, so to close out this uh, section of the bracket, okay, and then uh, we're gonna pick one from these four, which is, is which worst. is which sounds the least like its uh, original version. All right, uh, and this is another one you guys it should all know. It has to be this one. That drum roll is so well, irritating. Up next, we got Degeneration X, which, oh. if you'll remember, has lyrics. Uh oh, they're, they're gonna try and approximate the lyrics, aren't they? No, fortunately, they avoid that. They should just when they do, they try to usually just put a guitar on where the vocals would be. I feel. Degenerate is a. That's all. They could only fit that one riff, I think. Whoa, oh, whoa. That's fine. Degenerate and. So, what's what's the worst of that batch? Uh, My vote is the Brett one, I think. The Rubitrania is is weak, but Mm -hmm. Brett's didn't even have the. I suppose I would hate the the rule Britannia if it came on in full, like, flat quality in, (laughs) in the real version. That would annoy me. Hmm. You're the tiebreaker here. Oh man! Unless you want to go off the grid and pick something. I mean, that DX one was just too short to be yeah. like. Eh. Uh, I was more irritated listening to Rule Britannia. Okay, so uh, that that moves on uh, to round number two. The British Bulldog goes yes. forward in this King of the Ring. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, so now let's move on to what I'm going to say is the odds-on favorite in this tournament. Okay. Uh, it's the one that kind of inspired this whole showdown because when we did the Retronauts episode, I recently listened to it and this was playing over one of the breaks, and I'm like, what the hell? is this crap <laughs> uh, it's gold dust's theme uh, and this is also anytime Mike Grimm calls me on my on my uh, cell phone this is uh, this is the ringtone oh so never yeah <laughs> that's pretty good I love it you gotta wait for like the I feel like a boss is threatening me in a cave yeah this is great man I got no problem with this at all For the sound. Here it comes. That is so Final <laughs> Fantasy right there. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know what's weird is that sounds a lot like. Uh, this is very. Uh, damn. This is very like Aria of Sorrow. Ah. <laughs> it reminds me of. Um, like on the Hulkamaniac song, like another. Another <laughs> dead Hulkamaniac. I'll see you again. It's, it feels like the same kind of trumpet. Yeah, that there. is so, like, D, uh, either Aria or Dawn of Sorrow. Like, <laughs> holy crap. 
funny, but that's that is you're supposed to feel like grosser and slimier yeah. hearing gold dust themes. It's great, this man. Doesn't, this doesn't evoke that. It's still sinister, but I guess we don't really need yeah. gold dust to be sinister in 2015. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Brad, I'm really looking forward to finding to hearing what uh, other video game this sounds like. This is the Headbangers theme. The Headbangers, who are the least deserving to be on this roster, I'm just going to go yeah. and say that because I don't think Savio Vega is in the N64 version. They suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is. Still very doomed. Anybody gonna take my car? Ooh. Ooh, yeah, boy, this is real bad. Awful. Like if Twisted Metal had an N64 port, this is this is the... Genesis music with better symbols. Yeah. yeah, and I think that that was like one of the top. Comments I can't on this tell one. if it's stuck or not. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, that's all the stupid rock kids were yeah. listening to back in the nineties. Yeah, Ugh. I don't like it, Maggle. The headbangers were so bad that they were worse than the oddities. Like, the oddities thing was that they were goofy idiots who couldn't wrestle, and their one thing was like, we like South Park. Here's the Cartman shirts. Like, that's it. Your whole thing is you like South Park. Well, that was New Age Outlaws, too. Yeah. I hate that shit. Please never... stop. Please yeah. stop. Please stop. <laughs> I'm tapping out. All right. They'd never do that today. Of They'd be worried of the licensing things of just like, yeah, they're wearing a shirt that we don't own. Mm-hmm. They'd never let anybody go to the ring right. wearing a shirt that WWE doesn't own, even if it made people pop hard for like, Cartman, Cartman's so cool. Uh, I love Cartman too. I respect moves. his authority. Uh, so here's a here's another really good contender, I think, in this, in this tournament. Mm-hmm. This is Kane. Nice measure there. Yeah, the, the organs aren't bad yeah. here. Fire. Ooh. I actually really like this. Uh, yeah. It's a little weak. Well, the, the tinny guitar is not good, but it's not as grating as the headbanger stuff. Mm-hmm. And well, that guitar, this is that, that guitar is not as again. Good this is this is like listen to like the last uh, the last stage of Doom, like a. Uh, the last stage in Knee Deep in the Dead, um, that guitar sample or that guitar approximation is pretty common. Yeah, this is very like 1993, 94 PC games. Uh, that's fine. That's not bad. <laughs> All right, so, clo- <laughs> so closing. That was pretty weak there. Though. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's not a good guitar, but. Uh, closing out this part of the bracket is Mankind. This is Mankind's original theme. Oh, the, uh, see, you guys weren't even going to... This won't be... Not that. This is like the the more somber theme. I don't even know this one. In that case, I'll play the song so you can know it ahead of time. You can play the original. This is when Mankind was stabbing himself with a pit with scissors in his leg and being a being just a weirdo. Yeah. He had to be darker than The Undertaker. That was his thing. So... Why does right. it have to sound like the opening of Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Well, he also it's didn't want people applauding him. That's the yeah. thing. So yep. he was also like the first and maybe the only wrestler who had like a separate exit theme. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Huh. It was just like this weird little piano. Tune. Well, that one makes him sound fat for some reason. I don't. I can't explain why. <laughs> well, let's see how the how does the N sixty four version make him sound. <laughs> this actually sounds better. I think. I, I feel like an opera singer is about to kick in any time here. I don't know. I'm getting chrono trigger from this I think Kefka is about to attack us. Yeah, this is fine. (laughs) That's the thing. is The Super NES sound uh, chip and performance was so good that it made the N64 stuff seem 
Like, it, you, have to, you have to have very specific games where you can actually tell a difference of like, yeah. oh, this sounds markedly better than 16-bit games, but this doesn't sound all that off from a 16-bit. I will say Warzone, it, it's not better than an Aki game mm. in every, in, in pretty much every way, except for the soundtrack. I think yeah. that Aki games are like, no, we can, get, we can get four seconds of a real sound clip yeah. in here. And yeah. they would also, like, play butt rock over every match. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is uh, uh, the second bracket. Goldust, uh, Headbangers. 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 Wow. Headbangers. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I also hate the Headbangers, Can too. I hear Goldust again really quick? Yeah, remember, we're, we're judging, like, how they sound, like, in comparison to their themes. Well, like, the Headbanger the... one is interminable. Yeah. Like it's... Yeah. Man, this is great. All right. I All just, right. I just wanted to hear that again. We—that's the verdict. It's a, it's wow, a good Dave's song. Dave's odds on yeah. favor didn't do so well. I man, I'm, lo- I'm losing my head on this. I, I put a bet on this in Vegas and everything. So this is this is the final bracket. This one's five songs. All right. Uh, and then it, what? It's a three-way <laughs> match for the worst of the... between the the okay. three winners. So first in this group. Nation of Domination. Mm. We are the Nation of Domination. They did. They did that. Get that part. Unfortunately. Okay. We are the Ooh. Ooh. I love this. Mm. Sounds like every bad guy in the original Tron. By the way, it is weird to go back and watch matches between when Stone Cold was feuding with the nation. You're like, this is this feels coded in a weird yeah. way here of the white skinhead uh, redneck fighting the black guys. All right. Yeah, that wasn't good, certainly. <laughs> uh, up next was Owen Hart's theme, which he barely ever used. Because, the Nugget? Or the, uh, yeah. So, okay. like, basically, his time after Bret Hart left was six months of being, like, Owen Hart, who hates mm. the DX and, and all that. Then he became Owen Hart in the Nation and used their theme. Then he became Owen Hart the Blue Blazer and used that theme. And then he uh, <clears throat> was no more. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, this is back when he was wearing the Do Not Cross signs. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. So, here's this theme. <laughs> I feel like I just got a really high score in blast chord. This is like <laughs> this is like the lounge version of uh, uh, Prodigy's Breathe. Oh, this is some funk to this. I like this a lot. This is the best. Well, Owen's theme though didn't have as much funk to it though in real life. No, I here I'll, I'll play a quick clip of that. Well, enough is enough. Think of the it voice clip in there. Oh god, I don't like this at all. I do love it. Coming up it. next on Wild and Crazy Kids. <laughs> I do Boy, love Donkey enough. basketball. <laughs> enough is enough Owen is a good is was a good Owen. Mm-hmm. Though why was he facing Dan Severin? That's the I don't know. Well, speaking of speaking of UFC, the next pers- the oh. next person on the No, Dan Severin in this game. Come on. Uh, it's Ken Shamrock. Ah. Yeah. Knuckle fighter. Ken. They told me I'd never walk again. <laughs> Other than Brett's comment, I'm bored. <laughs> well, Ken Shamrock was a boring guy. They honestly didn't know what to do. Oh, hey, here we go. Right. more excited. The most they knew what to do with Ken was to have him be crazy. Yeah. And then also be protective of his sister. And not, not wanting people sister. to fuck his sister. Yeah. Who is not his real sister and who now is with X-Pac. Oh, wow. Yep. Somebody had to do it. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to convalesce over him when his asshole tears for the second time <laughs> doing doing the Bronco Buster. 
Sorry. Which is the dumbest move in the world. I hate the Bronco Buster. <sighs> My god, his ass ripped in half. <laughs> yeah, this song's not great, yeah. but... So uh, the next song on in the this tournament, is entry number four. Yeah, yeah, so the next two I think you guys will be very familiar with. This is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm. All right, I think I've heard that song. This, wah, wah, this wah, has wah, to be terrible. Wah, wah, wah. No crash. Mm-hmm. Not even Ooh. like a, a Symphony of the Night glass crash. <laughs> Can't even get that. Nope. New boy, it's hitting the. Yeah, it's too high or something. I really hate this. Yeah. Yeah, the lead the lead instrument is too high pitched. It has none of the ferocity of yeah. the Stone Cold theme, which made it one of the most famous themes of all time. Yeah, yeah that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's so my front runner now was uh, the lead Nation of Domination. Well, it's got a contender wrong, with The Undertaker, so another Ooh, theme all right. that, that just... everybody knows, more or less. Oh, it's not going to be rolling, is it? <laughs> this is so JRPG. <laughs> When are they going to make that WWE RPG where he can, where he can be the final boss? WrestleMania? <laughs> Ooh, well, this was more like his yeah. music then anyway. He didn't have the big backing of it. His music it sounds, to this day sounds yeah. pretty midi. It does. Yeah, at least they got guitars in it nowadays, but like... I mean, this did have a rock part to it back then. But yeah, and then, again, this would be a great level up theme for any yeah. RPG character. I liked Hot Topic Undertaker. Mm-hmm. He was fun. But, uh, <laughs> he was the star of Hot Topic, and everybody saw that tear on his eye, or his, tear, his new tear tattoo, and people were like, that means he killed somebody. All right, so that closes out the last third of the bracket. We've got Undertaker, Stone Cold, Ken Shamrock. Owen Hart and the Nation of Domination. Which of one of those was the worst? Mm. The Nation wasn't good, and it also it was really hurt by having the only like voice track mm-hmm. in it. But that Stone Cold theme, it just it's yeah, all tight. Because the Nation one, nothing was piercing about mm-hmm. it. Like that, the Stone Cold one is just it. it all it is is that lead instrument, yeah. but it kind of compromises the whole thing. And, and to be fair to the other terrible tracks, yeah. I think I would hate Stone Cold Steve Austin's theme were it not Stone Cold Steve Austin's theme. Yeah. There are high points to the real Steve Austin theme too, mm-hmm. like da 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 da. Right, that's the glass crash. That's it. Yeah. All right, so, Stone Cold wins this round. Yes, yeah, so our finals in a three-way dance. Uh, I know who. <laughs> uh, British Bulldog. I'm, I'll do another very quick. British Bulldog. Here's five seconds. This, right? I just couldn't do the, the rolling drums. Because <laughs> it, it sounds like machine gun fire in the yeah. first Metal Slug. Against the Headbangers. No. And then just this is this for the next 50 seconds. And Stone Cold Steve Autism. <laughs> no. <laughs> is there a cat in here? This is this is the most Doom yeah. track. <laughs> yeah, I Headbangers annoys me the most, but I think it's not. If the winner has to be the <laughs> most inaccurate or did the worst job with the song, yeah. then I'm going Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Uh, it doesn't matter. All right. <laughs> well, what would you have voted? The Stone Cold one, it, it seems weird to uh, give it the worst of all because the lead instrument is off, but even when they made this game, he was the hottest person they had. Mm-hmm. So, he was real sexy. Yeah. So you would think, why wouldn't you make sure his theme was correct? A little extra correct? effort. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, spend that little extra effort. I don't know. Yeah, so, they yeah. could, like, how much 
does I mean, getting you know, a glass you know, breaking. This is one, this is one poor effect. asshole with a keyboard who had no idea who yeah. any of these wrestlers were and was charged of optimizing all of these. Uh, Acclaim was doing their best, yeah. Yeah. which play, is which is terrible all yeah. the time, and that's why they are not around anymore. Yeah. Can you play the real ones just so we can compare? How, Stone Cold, yeah. How how off the? Because uh, my, my in my mind it's very off. That's a... Even got little things in the background that I never noticed, like like sirens, sirens and stuff. Look at that! There's a crescendo with glass breaking. Yeah. yeah, that's not quite as high. This guitar's a little okay. I, I still think it's an all-around lame theme. But this isn't the thing that won. It's the N64 thing that won, yeah. and uh, that will play us out in this episode of Cheap Podcast. <laughs> right. But uh, before we go, would you guys like to impart some plugs? Shit, yeah, laser time. Gonna have a bunch of holiday content for that ass, and I, I haven't content. said that in a while. <laughs> it's not content this year; it's pro-tent. Yeah. That's what it's we're ho 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 tent. It's ho 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 tent. Some Christmas, some light Christmas stuff, a lot of fun Simpson stuff. You know the drill. Lasertimepodcast.com. I just loved our expanded universe uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars episode we just did. Uh, and there's also the comic book podcast we do every week, Cape Crisis, hosted by me. Uh, we just had a lot of talk about the Batman versus Superman trailer, and soon we're going to be talking about Batman. Best comics of the year. Uh, VGEmpire.com video game music podcast. Uh, we recently posted episode 107, which is an interview with Tommy Tallarico, who talked to us about Earthworm Jim, the Ooh, early days yeah. of game music, uh, working with cool. Disney and Virgin. Cool spot, and cool bonus spot, room. All that. And uh, talking about video games live as well. Um, prior to that, we did an episode about Ninja Warriors, a great arcade game from Taito. And of course, there's Talking Simpsons, the wonderful weekly podcast about the Simpsons, everybody's favorite TV show. We're starting from each episode in order. We're now on the tenth episode of season two, so uh, that shows you how many episodes we've done. Thirty. Twenty. 20 oh, twenty-seven. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that'll do it for Cheap Podcast episode number sixty-four. Thank you for listening, uh, subscribing on iTunes, leaving five-star reviews, all that stuff. And if, remember, if you donate at the ten-dollar level on Patreon, you get bi-weekly wrestling commentaries. Uh, I'm hoping to do some Royal Rumble ones in the in the next month. So That's hope you guys like are ready. Hours. I know, but I, I want to do at least one. So all right. Uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's my New Year's resolution. Saddest one ever. <laughs> Royal Rumble 2004? Maybe. Uh, uh, no. Uh, so to play us out, Stone Cold Steve Austin's uh, theme on the Nintendo 64. Congratulations. Congratulations.